Welcome to the PKN Podcast, where we give you the wrap on all things packaging. Welcome to the PKN Packaging News Podcast. My name's Grant McCarran, and as ever, I'm joined by Linda Hewson, Managing Editor and Publisher of PKN Packaging News and the host of this show. G'day, Lindy. How are you doing today? Hey, Grant. I'm really well today and so pleased to be here, to be having this conversation. I feel like a kid in the countdown to Christmas because <laughs> we have got eight weeks to go to our region's biggest packaging and processing trade show. And um, you might recall, Grant, that in 2020, we sat down with the chairman of the AWPMA, um, Mark Dingley, who is joining us on the show today. And we had to have that conversation, which was a tough call that Mark had to make at the time, um, that OSPAC 2021 needed to be postponed. But now we're in that happy position that OSPAC 2022 is about to be taking place. And so Mark is joining us, and we've also got with us John Perry. John is from Exhibitions and Trade Fairs, the company that is responsible for organizing and putting on the OSPAC trade show. So welcome to both of you, Mark and John. Thanks for joining us today. Thanks, Lindy. Very pleased to be here. I'm going to start with you, Mark. As chairman of AWPMA and the proud owner of OSPAC, and the leader of the team who had to postpone OSPAC during COVID, you must be delighted that we are now eight short weeks away from the big event. I'm delighted and I am super excited uh, that uh, exactly like you said, you know, some some tough decisions uh, a few years ago to postpone, you know, the return of OSPAC after three years uh, and the first major, you know, processing and packaging industry event to come back to face-to-face after COVID. Um, I, I am super excited and I can't wait for the next eight weeks uh, as we as we continue to build up the uh, the excitement within the industry and uh, and May 17th in Melbourne. If you're not there, you have fear of missing out. Now, John, you are probably feeling similar feelings. As an event organizer and operator, the past few years have probably been quite a knock for you guys for face-to-face events. We've seen a lot of virtual events pop up and they certainly have their place. But would you agree that the time is now for the comeback of that in-person experience? Absolutely. You know, as an event organizer, this is what we do. This is what we love, putting events on for people to connect. Uh, so after what we've, what's happened in the last two years, to be able to say we're eight weeks away from OSPAC, it's just, it's actually an incredible feeling. Uh, you know, I can't wait to get there myself. And I think Look, yes, um, you know, virtual's had its place. Um, it's allowed business to continue and connect, and it's changed the way we actually do connect, you know, I think in business. But it's got its limitations. Um, you know, and I think in a show like OzPAC, uh, to be able to see machinery working live, talk to experts, um, you can go off and then compare another machine in the same morning, you know, and if you're making quite big capital decisions, investment decisions, that's really important. You can't do that virtually. Um, and I think, you know, we're actually seeing this in the event space at the moment. People are getting excited about going to events. There's a lot of events come back recently. They're coming back in the next couple of weeks. And we can see that people are excited. Registrations are good. Attendances are good. You know, especially in Victoria as well after the long lockdowns. People want to get out and connect. And I think, you know, um, OSPAC is going to be the place where our industry can do that. The other thing I, I think as well is, you know, with the supplier-customer relationships, you know, trust is a big part of that and we're social creatures um 
Trust is built through face-to-face -face meeting people, looking people in the eye. You can do that at a real live show, something like OSPAC. So I think it's going to be hugely important, hugely important to be establishing, reconnecting um, existing relationships, new relationships for our industry moving forward. So one of the concerns, of course, for people remains the fear of being infected, of, of um, getting ill. So what are the COVID safe precautions that you will have in place? Absolutely. COVID is front and centre of our mind, making sure that people are safe when they visit the, uh, the event. Um, the Exhibition Centre has a, uh, a very stringent um, plan in place, which has been um, put together with the Department of Health. Um, we follow that. All events are following that to make the venue and visiting the show as safe as it possibly can be. Um, COVID marshals will be there making sure the queues are socially distanced. Um, we have enhanced cleaning regimes um, to make sure everything is, is clean and safe. You need to be fully vaccinated to come into the, uh, the centre for everyone's protection. Um, and social distancing. We're making sure that so social distancing can be allowed during the show. OSPAC has the benefit of having some quite wide aisles. It's not going to be busy in a crowded show. You're going to be able to move through it in a very safe and relaxed environment. So, John, from an exhibitor point of view, COVID has also prevented in the last couple of years the regular showcasing of technology innovation. So there's surely some anticipation now about what people have been keeping under wraps. I think so. It's been three years since the last show. A lot of innovations happened since then. A lot of new products have come onto the market. Um, I think especially around the uh, digital side, you know, it, um, Industry 4.0, Internet of Things, digitally connected solutions which support manufacturers, uh, you know, um, improving uptime, remote support. There's a lot happening in that space. Um, so OSPAC has a lot of, uh, a lot of product there. Um, robotics, automation robotics. This year, Cobot, the collaborative robot, that's going to show um, in, in a very large way at the show. Um, it's going to demonstrate, actually, that robotics is not just for the bigger end of town, for smaller manufacturers. There are, um, there are good solutions there. Um, I think supply chain and traceability solutions, you know, that's still a big key focus for manufacturers. Innovations in coding, labeling, traceability solutions, um, processing machinery for the food and pharmaceutical industries is a big part of uh, what's going to be on show, as well as packaging, packaging materials. Um, we've got primary packaging, but also um, the materials like bioplastics and films that go into that. Interestingly, this year, the packaging materials and processing machinery we've put into zones to make it easier for the visitor when they walk around to find what they're, uh, what they're looking for. Just also to help this as well, one of the things we've done this year is to uh, introduce a new product directory on the show website. So what really helps when you're planning is if you have an idea of, um, of, of uh, exhibitors and products that you actually want to see before you go there, um, our new directories allow you to basically build up wish lists of that. You can, uh, you can help plan and make your visit to OSPAC far more efficient. Now, Mark, do you agree that um, there's going to be a lot of new technology that people haven't had a chance to see? Absolutely, Lindy. And, and just to reiterate, you know, John's just um, run off a huge list of um, exciting, you know, exciting new things that you know, we're seeing and building up in the next eight weeks and exhibitors are going to have on display. You know, one thing on innovations on display you know, have been, I think, turbocharged as a result of, of the pandemic. Uh, in particular, you know, what I'm excited uh, is that digital connectivity space. Uh, I think we're going to see 
a lot of uh, exhibitors coming out with improved digital connectivity to their machinery to, for improved uptime and remote support. Uh, I think that uh, is going to be something exciting that has been yeah, a positive out of uh, out of the COVID situation. And if you look at on a global scale, you know, uh, from a processing and packaging uh, show, Auspac is actually one of the first to get you know to to come back face to face globally. So all of these innovations over the last two or three years, as as all you know, all businesses have had to adapt and and change and dare I say pivot. Uh, with uh, you know, with the with the impact of COVID, we're going to see that, and we're going to see some exciting innovations, and and uh, that is going to be, you know, I, I think for the first time in Auspac uh, history, we're going to see some significant you know, um, change and, and and innovations. Well, I'm certainly looking forward to that as a packaging journalist. Um, I've got my whole team there. We are going to be there in full force and videoing as well on the show floor to make sure and having conversations with people, tracking those trends and looking at that new technology that's emerging. Now, of course, Mark, COVID has also had the effect of making travel difficult uh, for international exhibitors. But I believe the flip side of that now is that we're seeing a surge in local companies exhibiting. Can you comment on that? Yeah, so from, you know, from an Auspac point of view, we are going to see the largest Australian exhibitor contingent that we have ever had at Auspac in our 35 plus years history. So it just goes to the heart of the resilience of, of, of our, you know, our local industry. Um, yeah, and I think, you know, Lindy, we've, we've talked about this pre um, previously and, and at our recent uh, APMA meeting that we had in Sydney a couple of weeks ago, you know, the, the resilience of the industry has been fantastic. I think the parochialism as well, you know, we talked about that that uh, people wanting to get back face-to-face. -face, uh, and uh, so it is exciting to see, you know, that people have come back to, you know, through some nervous periods of time. And I have to say, you know, through the later part of 21 and maybe even the early part of, uh, of this year, there was still some maybe a little bit of apprehension. We are, you know, we are seeing that all bar disappear now and, and people that may have been sitting on the fence are now re-engaging with John and his team, uh, you know, finding those final few spaces that we have left for Auspac. So that, again, is just uh, demonstrating it's, uh, it's full steam ahead and uh, very much about that local show. Of course, APMA is the owner of the show and it was originally established all those years ago for members of APMA. And we are seeing this year more, more members than ever before exhibiting too. What have you got in store on your APMA stand and for other visitors to the show? Yeah, so we've worked really hard. You know, one thing that uh, COVID has enabled us to do is actually take a step back and we'll talk about that a little bit later on on some exciting new trends in the future. But we've really had a look at that, um, you know, what what does APMA do at the show? How can we better support our members and the wider exhibitors as well as visitors and get a better engagement? So, so this year we have taken the decision to expand our APMA stand. So no longer is it a little three by three where you can come up and get some directions or a coffee. Um, but we're now including uh, on the APMA stand, you know, the member and exhibitor lounge uh, you know, to provide you know, a nice space to sit down, tables and so forth for, for our members and exhibitors to then engage with APMA and or their customers or potential customers, uh, you know, to utilise that floor space. So, again, what John said earlier, that connectivity piece is really important for us. 
that coming back face to face and connecting again. So we're expanding our uh, exhibitor member and exhibitor lounge on the floor uh, to assist in in you know having those face to face conversations again. So pretty excited that uh, we, we've got this uh, setup that's going to allow for that uh, to, uh, to for people to better engage. Well, I think that's great because um, in the past it used to always be go off to behind the scenes to a room and I Correct. think it's really important for <laughs> people don't want to be hidden behind screens and things anymore they really want to be out there meeting and greeting in person now John I'm going to come back to the show floor because an important co- component of the event will be on floor education in the form of solutions theatres and these are a little bit different this year tell us about that they are. They're really important. Um, we, we looked really hard this year at how we can give maximum value to visitors when they attend. We know that the products on the show floor and the exhibitors are very important, but also um, so is education. So the Solutions Theatres, we've doubled them this year. We've got over 48 hours of content now. So as a journalist, Lindy, there's going to be plenty to... Uh, I'll be stretched <laughs> to, to thin, John. I'll be stretched thin. <laughs> <laughs> I think so. And look, the aim of these is really... This is it's practical, technical, product focused. They're going to complement all the different areas that we've got on the show floor and give a really, really, you know, um, cross section view of um, you know, everything that OSPAC is. So, packaging materials, technology, trends, processing equipment, sustainability, the circular economy, future manufacturing. You know, I, I can go on. There's a lot of lot of content there, but it's about giving value to the visitor when they come in. You're going to spend a couple of days at the show. Um, you can really get some good good information there. Yeah, well, there's a, a really great lineup summary on the website as well. So let's just remind listeners to go to ospac.com.au and have a look at what's on. And there is um, a summary of all the Solutions Theatre's participants. And yep. that's growing day by day because Gro- we seem to be releasing on a weekly basis um, some new presentations that are coming forward. Now, also exciting, though, alongside that and stretching ourselves even thinner, there's the OSPAC Leaders Forum. Mark, I'm going to talk to you about that because that is also going to be staged alongside the Expos. It's running on strategically on days two and three of the Expo. Um, So that's the 18th and the 19th of May. What is the thinking behind the OSPAC Leaders Forum? What can we look forward to and why should people come? Uh, Lindy, quite simply because, uh, you know, Australian industry uh, across the board, I think, is at a critical recovery stage, you know, post-COVID as we're coming out and learning to live with, you know, COVID. Um, over the last couple of years, we've all we've all experienced supply chain disruptions. Um, we, we, we just talked about innovations as a result of, of uh, COVID and, and the digital connectivity piece. You know, you know we've also seen from our industry you know, our customers, the manufacturers, they've seen the consumers and us as day-to-day consumers. We've seen our buying habits change as well as a result. So the last two years has seen a significant, you know, turbocharging of change. And that brings with it opportunities as well as challenges. Uh, so what does our businesses look like coming out of this, you know, this recovery stage or this boom in some instances? And where do we look like? So from a leaders forum, it is about the new world of industry, the innovation, the collaboration. So we wanted key themes that embraced the the opportunities that we've, you know, that we've seen over the last two years and take that into, you know, the key themes of future technology. 
sustainability in the circular economy. I know something very passionate uh, that, that you know for yourself, Lindy. But that is an important part of our industry moving forward. You know, collaboration, future supply chains, adapting and diversifying for commercial success because there's you know plenty of opportunities that uh, that have um, you know presented. Uh, you know, our members and exhibitors moving forward and our, and our customers, the visitors that will come to, uh, you know, come to the show. And more importantly, how we, you know, our future workforce. So how we work today, you, you know, is, is so different to two years ago. You know, the work from home, work from office, you know, office setups are so different now. So all of that is, you know, we've embraced that uh, change. And and the and the Ospac Leaders Forum, I'm super excited again by this because we've got some great speakers, and uh, you know, just jump online. I encourage everyone again, ospac.com.au, jump online. But uh, you know, we've got some great um, keynote speakers. You know, with uh, you know someone again, you know, Brooke Donnelly, the CEO of Australian Packaging Covenant Organisation. Uh, we've got, um, you know, David Indirius from Fresh Supply Chain doing some amazing stuff in fintech and supply chain. And we've got Jennifer Keegan, you know, head of retail and product portfolio from Woolworths talking about the future of traceability and uh, their introduction of 2D barcoding at point of sale. So there is a wealth of uh, uh, experience coming in with our speakers. So that, that, I think, coupled with what you're going to see on the shop floor and supporting some of those seminar, um, you know, pieces and presentations that John was just talking about, we're supporting and, you know, the, the people walking around the stand can also come get this information that I think is going to be absolutely crucial to, and hopefully, you know, nuggets of gold that they'll pick up to come back and take back into their own businesses. So, Mark, that was a that was a good point you made there. The connection between the forum and the show floor seminars. The forum is going to challenge thinking, big picture thinking. Um, where the on floor seminars come in is a little bit more. Well, how do I do that? Key practicality takeaways that people can learn, not just for the future, but for now. So, I think that the the, uh, the two education forums really do complement each other. So, John, and also there's, um, tell us about the format of the forum, because there's a bit of flexibility this time around about how people can book their tickets for, for attending. The flexibility is really important. We don't want people to feel that they're um, having to book into a two-day conference with no time to visit the show. Um, you know, you go to conferences, sometimes you're stuck there for the whole stream and you can't get out to, uh, to perhaps go and visit a show. So we've changed this format. Um, Firstly, it's going to be the middle two days, so it really allows people to visitors to connect with exhibitors on the first day. Then we've divided the two days up into four different sessions. In between, we've got good-sized breaks in between those sessions. It gives people a chance to, to network or to get out into the show floor and talk to the exhibitors. So I think people are going to really like this new format. It's flexible and gives people lots of time to visit the show. What about the virtual component? Very important. I mean, I think that's one of the, the differences between uh, that, that, that COVID's brought into events now. There is an expectation that events allow people to uh, connect if they're not going to be there in person as well. So, um, yes, there is an online capability. You can uh, attend from wherever you are, Singapore, New York, London. Um, I think the program is going to have appeal globally. It's a very good program. So um, it's very easy to, to register and attend online. 
And of course, for those people who will be there and in those breaks, um, I understand that there will be refreshments fully catered. It's fully catered. So the format is a business breakfast, business lunch, to really maximize those networking opportunities. Okay, well, that all sounds good. I'm getting hungry already <laughs> in anticipation on an educational front. And then there's last but certainly not least, there's the Night of Nights, the gala banquet that will see the presentation of the Awards of Excellence. Now, Mark, the entries are in. Judging is underway. Tell us about the process and about the big event itself. Uh, so really the whole week is a gala. You know, <laughs> that's how I look at it after three years. But, you know, we wanted something special. And, and, and in 2019, we had our first sort of major gala event, which was a huge success. But there were some good learnings that we had to take out of that as well. So, again, you know, we went back and we looked at the format of the Awards of Excellence. And what I am so pleased to, that, uh, that we have done and that looks like is going to be an, a, a tremendous success is the new format with a wider range of entries. So the board spent a lot of time last couple of years and post-19, uh, looking at how we can improve the level of entries, whether you're a small business, a large business, and, and we really opened up to new categories. Uh, what I, you know, eight weeks out, I'm pleased to say we have got, uh, I think, our largest uh, um, entries of, of across the entire board. The judging, as you said, Lindy, the judges, the independent judges uh, are all locked in and loaded and uh and uh, judging is, is, I believe, is underway. And uh, like you, I'll be sitting there at the gala night, um, you know, super excited to see the, uh, the new format and the, uh, and, uh, the winners uh, and, uh, and what that means for the winners in terms of the uh, publicity that they'll get as well, as well as the entrance as well. So, so we're going to put a lot more effort into, you know, the advertising of, uh, you know, the, the, the winners as well. So... Yeah, I just uh, I think the awards of excellence is going to be much much bigger. Plus, it'll also be our launch, uh, you know, for our new uh, through our new endeavours uh, post pack as well. Okay, so I was about to get to that. Of course, now we come to the point where we look at what's after Auspac. What is coming up for APMA and the show going forward? Mark, do you want to give us a hint? Certainly give you a hint. So, again, um, I, I, you know, the theme is COVID has changed the game, you know, with new world, new innovations. Uh, it's been you know, a great conversation this morning. And, and again, as, as we've looked at how can we improve OSPAC and the, and the industry, APMA's focus is how do we foster participation and engagement within our wider processing and packaging industry? So the, so the APMA board has also looked at what is next. You know, our first and foremost, eight weeks out, Everything is, uh, all the KPIs are set. Everything's looking good for an exciting OSPAC. What I'd like to share with people today is that the vision of, uh, you know, from the APMA board and, and what we've been working on is what is next. And what is next is, you know, uh, you know um, what we call APEX in 24. So Australian Processing and Packaging Expo. So like anything, you know, COVID has said that we need to change and, you uh, and Auspac, you know, is has been seen as a as has been seen in the industry as a packaging show. And you know, we've worked very, very hard. It's a processing and packaging show. But we need to recognise that uh, we wanted one show under one roof that was truly processing and packaging. So behind the scenes, the APMA board, along with John and his team at ETF, 
have been working very, very hard on the on the future of uh, of our industry and our and our trade shows, and and Apex for us is something that uh, that uh, is is going to be the launch at the gala night, uh, and uh, is certainly going to be the future for APMA in terms of an expanded uh, trade show that is one show run by the industry for the industry under one roof as a, as a genuine processing and packaging show. We've already engaged a number of key processing companies uh, that have already, you know, you know, demonstrated, you know, uh, very good interest in, uh, in participating in Apex 24. John, would you like to add your side of the story? I think it's, uh, as, as Mark said, been huge, huge changes in thinking in the industry, in the events um, business as well. And I think this is a this is a natural opportunity for the association to uh, really pay strength to both sides of what it represents, which is processing and packaging. Um, and I think to truly come together in that all of industry um, event, it's going to benefit the Australian manufacturing landscape. I think it's going to offer the visitors when they come in the largest showing of processing machinery, packaging machinery, and all the ancillary equipment around that. Um, the, um, I don't think Mark made mention as well that the, um, the, the format will change a little bit as well. I mean, a, a lot of these things will be revealed. The structure and format of the show is, is going to change to really give the industry exactly what it needs to be moving forward. Um, and so you're going to see some big changes in, 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 that, in that as well. Yeah, that, that's some of the things that John said that we'll reveal on the night. Uh, so we want to keep some of those little things secret. But, uh, you know, first and foremost, it is all about, you know, eight weeks time, Auspac 22, ensuring that uh, that is, the, you know, that is a, a huge success for exhibitors and visitors alike. And then, uh, and then Lindy, yeah, more to come on, uh, on, on some exceptionally exciting and, and, you know, evolutionary change for, for, for APMA Association our members and the wider industry, as John said, uh, at Auspac. Well, for now, we're going to keep our eye on the prize, which is Auspac in less Correct. than eight weeks now. <laughs> um, but super excited too to for PKN to be part of the journey of what's going to happen going forward. And also pleased to say that Grant and I will be bringing the PKN podcast to OSPAC, which is going to be really exciting for everyone involved and looking forward to having some important conversations on the show floor on the podcast. And so that's all we've got time for today. Mark and John, thanks very much for joining us. Thank you, Lindy. Thank you, Lindy. Thanks for having me. Well, thanks, Mark and John. Thanks, Lindy. And of course, thanks to our audience for joining us today. Don't forget, if you enjoyed what you've heard, you can tell a colleague about us so they too can benefit from this show. Meanwhile, we'll be back in the not-too-distant future with another informative discussion. But until then, have a great day. The PKN Podcast is produced by Southern Skies Media on behalf of PKN Packaging News, owned and published by Yaffa Media. The views of the people featured on this podcast do not necessarily represent those of PKN Packaging News, Yaffa Media, or the guest's employer. The contents are copyright by Yaffa Media. If you wish to use any of this podcast audio, please contact us via the website or send an email to editor at packagingnews.com.au. You can subscribe to this podcast via your preferred platform and read all the latest news on Australia's packaging industry at packagingnews.com.au. You've been listening to a Yappa Media Podcast.
Southern Skies Media.